This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. Today on CityCast Denver. Are food halls destined to become a thing of the past like their food court predecessors? Newsletter editor Peyton Garcia joins us to talk about the food hall fad and all the other food news you need to know this week. Plus, stick around for our recommendations for your weekend. Today is Thursday, October 5th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Newsletter editor Peyton Garcia, hello. Hi, Bree. Producer Olivia Jewel-Love. Hi. Good morning, Bree. We're talking about food. We've got some really interesting stories. Where do you want to start, Pay? What's what's going on this week? Yeah, so let's start with food halls. Food halls. Food halls. I love food halls. I've always been a fan of food halls. Where do you guys stand on food halls? I really like Milk Market. I was there the other weekend with my friend. It was so fun. We sat, we got drinks, we got pasta. And just, I love being able to choose the different places you go to. I think that's fun, especially when you're like with people who have like dietary restrictions or like we're vegetarian and stuff. So then you're not like, you don't have to go to a vegan place and like stay there if you're someone who eats meat. But the reason we are talking about food halls is not because they're necessarily popular. (laughs) The news was yes. they're kind of on the decline, right, Paige? Yes, yes. So the reason I bring it up is because um, Axios Denver had a piece about food halls. Are they dying is what they're asking. So last month, Frank Bonanno sold Milk Market right. because sales were so far down. They were like they were like half of what they were before the pandemic. Um, and Axios Denver went so far as to call it a growing trend. Zeppelin Station changed owners last year. Troy, Troy Guard sold his food hall, Grange Hall, which was brand new. Um, brand and Broadway new. Market closed for good. Um, those were all great places. And uh, so the reason is, I mean, at least what I'm speculating and what Axios Denver was speculating is that downtown lunch crowds were the main market for them. And mm. and I agree that like when I worked downtown full time, it was it was such a great place for your coworkers, for you guys to go. Um, it's just not seeing the same business. And I think what you're saying is like downtown crowds for the weekdays are kind of what's sustained because otherwise it might have been like Olivia saying you just go with your friends on a Friday night and like once a week is not enough to keep a business going. So that lack of balance between the weekday customers and the and the weekend customers just isn't there anymore. Right. Right. And we know real estate's expensive in this city. We know that food costs are expensive. Every, I feel like everywhere I go, there's a note either on the menu or um, on the receipt or at the cash, re- cash register that says like, hey, we have a service charge now. Hey, because of rising costs. So I could see where this would be a struggle. Something I found interesting in the Axios piece was restaurants uh, were like, 
it's kind of hard to staff them because they're not a yeah. full restaurant. That's what I was going to say. They're well, they're they're complex, right? It's, right. it's not as simple. It's not as simple and straightforward as a, as a singular restaurant. It's it's a complex business model. And then you need a ton of people to staff. So between inflation and, um, you know, staffing shortages and all that, like it's it's a huge detriment to the to the food hall business model. It's so interesting because this is this is such a theme we've been talking about lately of lunch downtown, downtown dining, you know, is it back? Is it not? Well, we go, but we go downtown every Thursday and I feel yeah, like but that's and one we day a week. That's the one day a week thing. So, right. But I feel like recently we've been having this conversation. Yeah. Like, I feel like Pay and I had it the other day because we went to Little Finch, which is like now mm. just like our jam. That's where we go. And Finch. we were kind of like, there's not really anywhere else we love to go. Oh, so, R.I.P. Sophia's. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So I think, I think you're right. It's that combination of the one day a week person yeah. and food costs and all these things. So it'll be an interesting thing to watch, I think, to see how those go. Excuse me. There are still food halls that are succeeding. um, Totally. Like Stanley Marketplace, Avanti, Edgewater Public Market. All three of those have been around for a while, and all three of them are still doing, um, from what I can tell, they're they're thriving. Um, And I don't know if that has to do with location or maybe how long they've been in those spots that they just have a very loyal following, because I think all three of those were around longer than any of those other ones that have had changes in ownership um well and i bet that i bet the milk market won't won't do too bad i mean they sold it to the dairy block and that's that's so popular you know especially for people my age just to go down there and yeah get your get your influencer, influencer food halls mode, food halls so. are the food courts for this generation Brie. yeah that's so right i think so they're see. not as affordable because there's no taco bell in there well. exactly <laughs> okay well what else are we talking about yeah next thing <laughs> a soup vending machine did My you notes look say, at the picture of the soup? That's exactly my yeah. first thought. I was like, wow. Soup vending machine, WTF. That's what my notes say. Um, okay, so a little backstory. So we found a piece in Westward that was written by Jacob Gorovoy. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sorry, Jacob. Um, and it's a, it's a story about this company, Yokai Express. It's based in California, and they create 24-hour self-service, quote-unquote, vending machines that dish out hot meals, um, specifically hot rice or noodle bowls. And so there's actually five in Colorado. Two of them are located in a Blackhawk casino, <laughs> which I guess makes sense. <laughs> And the sec- or the other one, one of uh, is located in an H Mart in Aurora, the H Mart on South Parker Road. So Jacob for Westward went and decided to try this vending machine, and um, all I can say is it looked horrible. Okay, I don't think it looked horrible. It just looked, it looked like a depression bad. meal. It just looked like something I made in my dorm freshman year. It did. It had a very microwave quality. And it look. said it was thirteen dollars. $12? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. It was, it, it was $13. For this Just bowl go get a of, cup of noodles. This bowl that's, of really sad noodles. <laughs> I mean, because if you're going to say, if you're going to... So my question with this is, I can't really imagine a, a situation or a location in which this would be a super successful concept. Because I mean, I think the college campus college is campus, the place. Train but, station? 
train the station pr- and airport? the price i think the price yes. is really the price point has to be lower for it to be more yeah not when you can people. go to the 7-eleven next door and get a cup right. of noodles for 99 cents also and you then, could get a meal for 13 dollars from fast food like a fast food place totally that's what like i'm drinks, saying you could whatever. get a drink and a meal so uh, i yeah the price was the thing that really threw me off and also the fact that this is not new technology I don't know why right. why we're trying to act like this is something new and inventive. It's like I was going to actually bring that up, <laughs> Olivia, because I was thinking about I I feel like I've talked about this episode in particular before, but I listened to this New York history podcast called the Bowery Boys, and they do a whole history of the vending machine food yes. in New York. And it actually originated in Germany over like 125 years ago, I think. So it's something that's been around. The difference I would say is with the sort of automat concept, which is what they were called, the food was made in a kitchen and then put into a vending machine and then you you paid and you got like a slice of pie that had been cooked versus this which looks to me like those hot chocolate machines this is what, you know exactly what I, mean? what I was thinking like the yeah like so that's machine. the major yeah. difference those Insta- i like though so I, I i agree with you it's not an original or a new concept it's just like is this is this something that i i don't i just don't i like you said the fast food feels more appealing also, do to we me. need this do we need this? <laughs> That's what I'm Who saying. Who needs I mean, this? Who needs this? Because maybe, maybe a know. casino in Blackhawk, you're hammered and you're, you're down to a machine. Door dash some <laughs> yeah. McDonald's like I a agree. regular I'm American like, citizen. Yeah. Okay. And, and, pay and the $16 one, for someone to deliver you some cold McDonald's. The funny yeah. thing is the one in the H Mart is they have a food, a food court or they have like a, a food counter or something in the H Mart that's like serving real Authentic well, then I would go there. And it's cheaper. And That's what the yeah. article said. It's cheaper than the vending machine for you to go get a fresh, <laughs> real one. I'm like, so you're paying for the novelty yeah. of this robot cooking you subpar noodles. Yeah. With freeze-dried beef strips. That's what Jacob said. Oof. Well, so you're just I paying think- you're paying for a Keurig to like pour some hot water oh. on just a bowl of dehydrated it's it's just making your ramen for you. It is I think for thirteen dollars. You, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head, Olivia. It's novel. It's just novelty. Uh, I don't know. Know. Go, go try it. Let us know if if we're yeah, wrong. Let us, yeah, let us know if we're missing something. If you've about got this thirteen dollars to spare on <laughs> that, then good for you. <laughs> if you have thirteen dollars well, to spare on vending machine ramen, you should become a member of City You should <laughs> give it to us. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will have the official CityCast Denver maybe for your weekend. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade, hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. And we're back. CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend. Pay, you've lined up some events for us. 
And yeah. we're going to decide what we think is the best. I'm excited for all of these. Okay. So first one um, is happening Friday. Uh, and it's the NEA Big Read kickoff party. So do you guys know anything about the NEA Big Read? I don't. I, I had never heard of it. I didn't know what it was. But it's an initiative through the National Endowment for the Arts. Um, and basically what it is is like cities across you know the country participate in it. Um, but it's a citywide book club. Um, but the kickoff party is happening um, at Denver Botanic Gardens on Ooh. Friday from 530 to 730. And it's free to go. And so what they're pitching it as is a citywide book club. So the book that they've picked or that the NEA has assigned, I don't really know how that part works. Um, it is the Post-Colonial Love Poem by Natalie Diaz. Cool. Um, and the whole the whole idea is to inspire connection and conversation over um, a range of themes, voices, and perspectives. So you go to this, you'll get a free copy of the book, um, and then you just get to enjoy interactive activities for the entire family. There'll be snacks and beverages. You're welcome to bring your own goodies, your own like picnic. Um, I'm a big reader. Uh, and I love I love a book club, even if it's just like me and some girlfriends. So I, I thought that sounded super fun. This idea that like everyone in the city who's participating is going to be reading the same book. That's awesome. It's also banned books week. So if you want to yeah. celebrate the ability to read a wide variety of uh, work that we should be able to read in this country, I think it's a cool thing to celebrate. I saw some really sweet videos from LeVar Burton talking about how important it is that we have access to information so cool okay so that is the big it's called the the big read mm -hmm. the big read kickoff party at cool. denver botanic gardens so check that out all my fellow bookworms okay moving into saturday um this is up in lowry it's the lowry art and architecture loop um saturday 10 to 11 30 a.m it's free uh and longtime volunteer and lowry foundation board member jim Lush will give you a tour of Lowry's historic district uh, where you can learn about all of the different buildings uh, that used to be part of the Air Force Base that was there. Um, and it's just a, it's a history tour. It's good. It sounds like for architecture buffs. Fun fact, before the Air Force Base was an Air Force Base, it was a tuberculosis sanatorium. <laughs> so those are the fun so things Colorado. you can learn yeah, on, like, on this tour. Such a common story for this place. <laughs> I know. Um, and I would just say, I think, yeah, it used to be an Air Force base, which I think most people know, but kind of from the outside, you might not know that right away because so much of the development over there is from the last 20 years. But once you get into Lowry, there's some really cool, beautiful buildings. This sounds, I mean, I'm an architecture freak, so this sounds I right think, up my alley. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it sounds cool. I think Lowry, and we've talked about it a few times on the show, it's just a cool area it's that's nice, developed a, a cool lot. Neighborhood. Yeah. Um, I, like I think that'd be cool. There's you could learn a little bit about the area and then there's a lot of really cool spaces to check out. Um, still into Saturday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Aurora is Chocktoberfest. Oh. <gasps> I know it is being touted as Oktoberfest meets Halloween meets chocolate food festival. <gasps> wow. Um, admission is only ten dollars. And then you can buy tasting tickets for a couple bucks, I think. You can get 12 of them for $10. Or you could buy um, the $55 VIP ticket, which gets you a bunch of extra goodies. 
uh, there's going to be all things chocolate. Everything you can imagine, it's going to be basically Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. There's going to be candy, cakes, cookies, truffle, fudge, chocolate <laughs> drinks. Um, Olivia's face. <laughs> Olivia's so freaking just out. So good. Just total disbelief. <laughs> we broke the Olivia. Amount of- but, but, wait, there's more. More than just all you can eat chocolate. There's going to be a costume contest pumpkin bowling, an adults-only chocolate martini bar, chocolate bingo, and a chocolate pudding eating contest. Ew. (laughs) Gross. I will say, though, I think $55 for a food festival seems like a pretty good deal. I mean, I just know you go to these a lot, Pay, and they're usually pretty pricey. So if you're like a chocolate hound, that sounds like... I mean, I looked at the pictures and it looks like they they bring their A game to this thing. It's not just like 12 like dinky vendors. It's like chocolate fountain. So so where is this again? It's in Aurora, but where is it? Oh, it's Arapahoe County Fairgrounds. Oh, okay. okay. Nice. Chocktoberfest. Man, I have never heard about this. This is so cool. Um, Okay, and now there's one more event that I want to share with you guys. Uh, Saturday, October 7th. 2 to 4 p.m. at the Rodolfo Corky Gonzalez Library Branch in West Colfax, yes. La Llorona Festival. Ooh. I know. So I you are you guys it. familiar? I mean, you are, Brie. Olivia, are you no. familiar with La Llorona? It's a, it's a Mexican folk tale. Um, I grew up hearing about it. It's almost like, it's like brown kids version of, um, <laughs> who's the lady in the mirror? You go into the bathroom and you say her name. Bloody Mary. Oh, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. <laughs> Anyways, it's a it's a it's a spooky Mexican folktale. I grew up hearing about it. Um, my older cousins used to always tell us the spooky story. Uh, in fact, I got Benny, my baby, a little <laughs> book. It's supposed to teach him how to count, and it's it's based on La Llorona. And uh, I didn't tell Willie about it because Willie gets really <laughs> freaked out by stuff. And so we were re- Willie's like, we haven't read this book the other night before Uh-oh. bedtime, and he opens it, and it's like. It's like super, they're turning something super spooky into like kind of kid friendly because it's just a counting book. So it'll be like one candle, two children, three <laughs> gravestones, what? four pitchforks. And you're like, Willie's like, this is creepy. I was like, yeah, it's La Llorona. I have to get this book recommendation from you because Montgomery is two and loves to be scared. His favorite book is Goodnight Goon, which is a parody of Goodnight Moon, and it's all monsters, Aww. and he loves it. Oh, my so gosh. You, I'm going to bring this so you can a, see it on Thursday. Yes. It's funny. So, so Olivia, it's it's supposed to be like, it's kind of this like spooky, scary story. Okay. Um, but the library She's is like hosting the weeping this, woman, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, gotcha. the, the version that I always heard was like, it's about this woman who drowned her kids, and now she haunts <laughs> the lake, and oh, um, okay. it's okay. spooky. You'll have to look it up. But, right. or... Or go to this event where it's actually it's a family friendly celebration and it's actually looking at the origins and the history of this story of this folk tale. Um, and I know they did it last year and I don't it's not it's not like a spooky fest by any means. I think it focuses more on the culture, the cultural aspect of, of these, you know, folk tales. And there's like all these like activities that you can do. And um, you look kind of at the traditions that have evolved from from this story. Um, it's really cool. It's something that a lot of Hispanic kids grow up knowing. Um, I'll bring you the book on Thursday, Brie. It's it's oh really God, funny. I love it. This event's in Spanish and English too, which is mm-hmm. cool. That's man, nice. this looks so cool. So if you're into the spook, the spooky season, man, there are so many cool things to do. 
And um, if you haven't been to the Corky Gonzalez Library, it's gorgeous. It's really, it's a really nice, beautiful library. Lots of light. Love it. Cool. Okay. So we've got, what are we starting with? We've, we've got, got the four. Big Read on Friday. The big Read. Okay. Botanic Gardens. Yep. And then we've got the Lowry Art and Architecture Loop on Saturday morning. We have Chocktoberfest all day Saturday in Aurora. And then we have La Llorona Festival um, in West Colfax. Oh, man. I mean, I want to go to the art and architecture tour. No one else wants to go to that. It's going to be me and five old guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm going to be honest. All four of these, I think, are so cool. I mean, I think I know where my heart is, but I think all of these sound really cool and I want to go to all of them. I've got another one I'm leaning to. What do you guys? What do you guys? What do you think, Olivia? About? I mean, I want to go to um, Chocoween or whatever. Chocktober. <laughs> Chocktoberween. Chocktoberween. Yeah. Chocktoberfest looks pretty cool. They're also having a costume contest. So interpret chocolate however you want. That you can dress up. Yeah. I don't know. As Willy Wonka. I'm not ready. My costume's not ready yet. But well, this could be a pre. This is yeah. a practice. Okay. I'd be down for that. I mean. Sounds fun and sounds who doesn't good. like chocolate? I know. I mean, my heart's um, at La Llorona Festival. Mine is but too. That's Sunday, I, though, isn't it? You could do both. No, it's Saturday. Oh, well. And you <laughs> know the rules. You have to pick very strict rules. But I could do, I mean, I could do any of them. But I think Chocktoberfest would be a fun group activity. I think so, too. There you have it. Chocktoberfest is the official CityCast ever, maybe for your weekend, but there is plenty more where that came from. You can, uh, Find more of Peyton's best bets in our newsletter, Hey Denver, which you can subscribe to at denver.citycast.fm. Peyton rounds up events every day of the week, but especially Fridays when we do a super full calendar's worth of cool stuff to do. So yeah, man, I'm not, it's so funny, you guys. I feel like I'm turning into a Halloween person because there's so much cool stuff to do. Yes, we've converted you. You're slowly converting me. Uh, Peyton, Olivia, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, this was this was super fun. Thanks, guys. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell La Llorona about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya. Food court. Food court. A court of food.